if you want to avoid all the sickness this winter, the snotty noses, the coughs, the colds, the sleepless nights, the fevers, the Panadol and the antibiotics, the ear infections, the grumpy, tired kids, the days off work and school and childcare, are all those memories of last winter coming back? I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way this winter. I have a free online masterclass, three simple ways to boost your kids' immunity to avoid a winter full of sickness. It's on demand, meaning you can register and watch it straight away or watch it at a time that is convenient for you. Head on over to naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune and you will be able to sign up. In the masterclass, I am covering our natural, simple and effective approach to avoiding winter infections, how to boost your family's immunity with our proven three-step naturopathic strategy that is really easy for you to implement as a busy mum. We're going to talk about the immune depleters that you need to avoid so you're not wasting time and money building up your kids' immunity that is just being depleted by these common foods and environmental factors. I am sharing heaps of practical tips. I promise it will be an hour well spent. You can register again at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune. I can't wait to hear how you find it and to give you the tips to make this winter healthier. Welcome to the Natural Super Kids podcast, where you will discover practical strategies to inspire you to boost the health and nutrition of your kids. I'm Jessica Donovan, a qualified naturopath specializing in kids' health, and I want to make it as easy as possible for you to raise healthy and happy kids. Let's get into it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to our teenage series on the Natural Super Kids podcast. So last week we went into supporting girls through puberty and this week we are going to talk about supporting boys through puberty. And so um, we also covered a couple of weeks ago mood issues and support in teenagers. And the week before that, we talked about feeding teenagers as well. So we've got quite a few episodes on teenage health now. So if you're listening to this and maybe this is the first podcast you've listened to, then feel free to go back to the previous episodes just before this one. Um, and, you know, we'll, we go into more depth in those areas. But as I said, today we are focusing on puberty in boys and supporting that transition for our teenage boys as they go through puberty. So let's talk some facts and figures first of all. Puberty in boys generally starts a little bit later than girls um, and it's normal for puberty to start anywhere between 9 and 14 years of of age. So, you know, there's quite a range there. 
and any anywhere in that range is, is very normal. So puberty for boys, just like with girls, starts with an increase in a couple of hormones, luteinizing hormone, LH, and follicle-stimulating hormone, FSH. Now, for boys, these hormones stimulate the production of testosterone, the key male sex hormone, whereas with girls the LH and the FSH stimulate the production of estrogen and some other sex hormones as well. So testosterone sets off the physical, the mental, the emotional changes that occur to our boys in puberty. And it's also responsible for the process of sperm production. So the first physical sign for male puberty is enlargement of the testicles generally. This can be quite dramatic as they can almost double in size and pubic hair generally starts to sprout around the same time as well. But unlike girls, you know, the initial signs for boys can be much harder for parents to spot because by this age, you know, a lot of kids are are becoming quite private. So it's not as obvious when our boys start going through puberty as it is with our girls. One sign that we will likely notice in boys is the increase in body odour. And this, as it is with girls, is due to the hormone changes that increase the rate of sweat and the activity of the sweat glands. So boys also as as any teen like mum of teenagers will will vouch for they go through a massive growth spurt during puberty they grow taller but they also develop more muscle particularly around the chest and the shoulders um at, and around this time of growing they start to grow underarm hair facial hair their voice will deepen and start to crack not long after the peak of their growth spurt but i'm sure you've probably noticed that again girls go through that growth spurt a lot earlier than boys so girls shoot up and all the boys look really little compared to the girls and then all of a sudden the boys have their growth spurt and and you know start to develop into more of that kind of manly look with the hair and the muscle um And it can happen really quite quickly. So in terms of hormones, um, there are some symptoms that develop due to the change in hormones that boys might feel unsure or embarrassed about. One of those is an increased frequency of erections. Along with this, they will experience ejaculations, including wet dreams or otherwise known as nocturnal emissions. These are normal. But they're rarely talked about. I think as parents, it can be, you know, it can be hard to bring these things up with our um, teenagers because they're very reluctant to talk about them as well. But it's important to let our teenage boys know that this is normal. It's not something they need to hide. You know, they might think that they've wet the bed. um, And so it is a really important conversation to have with your teenage boys or even pre-teenage boys. Another change that isn't often talked about is tenderness around the nipple area. So up to 30% of boys will experience tenderness and even development of the nipple and breast tissue. And this is because some of the testosterone that they start to produce is converted into estrogen, a female sex hormone. And, you know, this can be really embarrassing um, for boys and, and, you know, not often talked about. But in most cases, 
this will settle within one to two years. So it's important if you're noticing this in your boys that you that you talk to your son and tell them that it's a normal symptom and it will be likely to resolve itself. Um, you know, you may like his dad or his uncle or grandfather or male family friend to chat to him about it if you know, if if it feels like that would be, um, you know, an easier conversation for him to take on board if it was delivered by, by a male. But yeah, the, that sort of, um, you know, tenderness around the nipples and even development of the nipple with some breast tissue is very common in up to 30% of boys. Mood swings are also, um, you know, a part of of puberty in boys too. So I think girls are more famous for those mood swings during puberty, but they definitely occur in boys too. And a couple of episodes ago on the podcast, we dived into moods in teenagers. So definitely have a listen to that if you haven't already. So boys tend towards feeling more frustration, more anger, more aggressive, and these are all linked to testosterone levels changing. So it's normal to experience these feels, but our boys need to learn how to express them in a healthy way. So this is a really important area to focus on with our teenage boys as well. Some boys may also feel more emotional, more sad, more depressed, This can be tricky socially as there's still a real stigma around boys showing their feelings, you know, having that tough exterior. But it's important to make home a safe place for your boys to express all of their emotions. I think it's kind of, you know, socially accepted for boys to feel that anger, aggression, um, frustration a lot more than it is for them to feel the the emotional sort of sadness, um, low mood sort of feeling. So I think it's just really important that all of them are accepted at home um, and, and you talk to your boys about the the normality of this and and it's because of all of that the hormone changes that are occurring within their body um one of the things that's really famously associated with boys going through puberty is an increase in appetite we all know of those mums that struggle because they can't fill their teenage son up no matter how much food there is you know Teenage boys do some, some tend to have this sort of insatiable appetite and they do have an increased need for calories as they grow and develop at a rapid pace. But when it comes to food, quality is so important. Um, It's not just about giving them more and more and more. Boys have a greater need for specific nutrients um, and In the podcast I did a couple of weeks ago about feeding teenagers, I go into some more information about, you know, those macronutrients, the protein um, and the healthy fats that are so important for boys and girls at this time of their life. So as they as they're going through these transitions, you know, it's a time when when our teenage boys become more independent, which means they're more likely to go out and buy meals and snacks with friends. Um, and I talked about this in in the mood episode that teenagers are biologically drawn towards processed food and sugary foods and high fat foods. So it's very normal for them to sort of gravitate towards junk foods and fast foods and that sort of thing. Um, But 
if we can really focus on nourishing them well when they're at home, then, you know, that's a really great thing. So let's talk about supporting our boys through puberty. I do just want to touch on that macronutrient intake. Um, So boys do need that higher calorie intake to fuel the processes that are happening during puberty. But most importantly, they need a good balance of nutrients to support these changes. We don't want to be filling them up on empty calorie foods such as you know, toast and bread and pasta and junk food, we really want to focus on filling our boys up with a balanced combination of protein, of complex carbohydrates and of healthy fats. And as I said, in the feeding teenage episode, I go into this um, in more detail. So definitely have a listen to that if you haven't already. We also want to think about the micronutrients, the vitamins and minerals that are important um, to support our boys as they move through this transition of puberty. And there are a few specific nutrients that can be really helpful to support this transition. So the first one is zinc. Now, it's it's interesting that the nutrients that I talked about in supporting girls through puberty are actually the same as supporting boys through puberty. But if you listen to that episode, you might note, notice that I'm talking about them in a different order. And the order that I talk about them in is really the, you know, the the prioritized order. And so for boys, zinc is the most important nutrient to think about um, when it comes to supporting puberty. So when it comes to male health, zinc is the king of minerals because it helps sort of um, support the process of puberty in boys in a number of ways. So first of all, it helps to support that increased rate of growth and development. Secondly, it helps to balance the production of testosterone. Thirdly, it helps to reduce acne and breakouts while supporting general skin health as well. And the fourth one is encouraging healthy brain function and mood via the production of beneficial brain chemicals. Um, So zinc is really important when it comes to both girls and boys transitioning through puberty. And food sources of zinc include red meat, fish and seafood, eggs, and nuts and seeds, particularly pumpkin seeds or pepitas. So these are food sources, but a lot of boys will benefit from some supplementation when it comes to zinc as well. So um, yeah, thinking about a zinc supplement could be really beneficial. And if you're looking at supplements, I prefer um, the the form of zinc, which is zinc chelate, C-H-E-L-A-T-E, a really well-absorbed form of zinc. The dosage will depend on the size and the age, um, but somewhere between 10 and 30 milligrams is a good ballpark figure to go for. If you want some specific recommendations on dosages and getting access to some really high quality supplements, then do look at booking an appointment. Um, We offer online appointments here at Natural Super Kids and um, have got lots of experience in supporting teenagers um, through puberty as well. The second mineral that I want to talk to you about is magnesium. So magnesium is involved 
in over 300 different processes within the body. So, you know, supporting puberty and hormones is is one of those those processes. So there are a few key processes when it comes to puberty that magnesium plays a role in. Number one, it helps to calm the nervous system, reduces stress, reduces anxiety, reduces anger, helps to support sleep as well. So it, it's really great for really nourishing and calming the nervous system. Secondly, magnesium is important for supporting healthy muscles, reducing the risk of things like muscle cramps and growing pains that are really common due to sudden growth. And thirdly, magnesium helps to promote the clearance of excess hormones through the liver, which includes excess testosterone and even excess estrogen. So magnesium can be found in a whole range of foods, whole grains, nuts and seeds, green leafy vegetables, but it really is difficult to get enough magnesium through diet alone. Um, And that is because our soils are depleted in magnesium. So even if we're eating really healthily, you know, the, the food just doesn't have the magnesium that it used to have in it because our soils are so depleted. So I think that a magnesium supplement can benefit most teenagers. Um, and if you're looking for a magnesium supplement, again, do consider booking an appointment, even if it's just an express consultation um, to get some specific advice on, you know, the particular um, magnesium and the dosage that's going to be helpful. But to give you some some general advice, magnesium bisglycinate is a great form of magnesium, really well absorbed. And you want to look at somewhere between 150 and 300 milligrams a day of magnesium through supplements to get that therapeutic supportive action um, when it comes to puberty. The third nutrient I want to talk to you about is vitamin B6. So B6 is like magnesium's best friend and it help they work together in in many essential processes throughout puberty. So B6 helps to assist in the metabolism metabolism of protein which occurs during periods of muscle growth and as I said that's one of the the big things that happens to boys as they're going through this transition. B6 also helps to support healthy brain chemical pr- production. So things like serotonin and GABA which keeps our boys happy and calm. Um, so B6 is really important for that and it also helps to support clearance of any excess estrogen in the liver. Um, So that's important as boys go through puberty as well. So B6 is found in many similar foods as magnesium is, whole grains and nuts and seeds. But it is also a good, you know, worthwhile to be thinking about a supplement. And the good news is that you can often find magnesium, zinc and B6 together in a supplement. And when it comes to a dosage of B6, again, it will depend on individual needs, size, age, but somewhere, you know, in that 30 to 50 milligram mark for boys is is a good ballpark figure. So you might find these nutrients all in something like a, a multivitamin, but often in a multivitamin, there's not enough of these nutrients um, to give that therapeutic effect. You'll see that, you know, when you're comparing those dosages that I've recommended to what might be in a 
a multivitamin. So, um, yeah, do think about, you know, booking an appointment um, via Natural Super Kids because we can offer that personalized support and advice to help ease this transition for your boys from being a child into a healthy adult. Um, and, you know, what I've shared today with you is, is great sort of general advice and it, it might be enough. But if you're feeling like you want a clearer direction, a more personalized plan, then booking an appointment could be a good option. I do also want to stress that puberty is not something we need to fix. It's just that we, you know, we can help support this transition as they move through puberty to help to minimize some of those unwanted symptoms that can be so common um, through puberty, such as acne and um, mood issues. And, and so on. And so next week, we are going to finish off our series on teenage health, and I'm going to specifically talk about the skin and acne. And I've got a personal story that I'm going to share um, as well. So tune in to that, um, particularly if your teenagers do have, you know, some skin issues and pimples and things popping up. Um, but even if they don't, you know, what I'm going to be sharing is good is good sort of knowledge to know for when when um, their skin may kind of have have an increase in breakouts and things. I hope this episode was helpful in you know, learning more, a little bit more about puberty in boys and how to support your boys through puberty. As I said, it's not something we need to fix, but having these sort of supportive tools in our tool belt can make the world of difference. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you on next week's episode. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Head on over to our website, naturalsuperkids.com for the show notes for this episode, as well as a whole heap of inspiration to help you raise healthy and happy kids. I'll see you next week. Before you go, don't forget about my free online on-demand masterclass, Three Simple Ways to Naturally Boost Your Kid's Immunity to Avoid a Winter Full of Sickness. I'm sharing my practical tips on ways that you can strengthen your whole family's immune system to avoid the onslaught of winter infections so your family can stay healthy and well this winter. You can sign up at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune.